Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Hey, this is Pastor Michael Petit. Uh, question for you. How do you disciple somebody with emotional health coming into the church? Imagine this. Imagine having a family of five kids a husband and wife with a broken marriage. Uh, two of the kids uh, have tried to commit suicide. One has been actually placed into uh, Lower Ridge, which is a place for mental health. Um, and here we come into the church. This is my family. How do you disciple them? And that's not including the stuff I was dealing with. I had no clue what it was to be a father, no clue what it was to be a husband. And I was struggling with my own emotional health, which was through post-traumatic stress disorder from being in combat. And here we are, and we need discipleship. What do you do as a church? Well, that's what this study is. We were able to, I had the blessing of being able to go to the Equip Conference here in Divine, Texas, and teach. I had two sessions, and this will actually be broken up probably into four teachings because they gave us two full-hour sessions. And so you'll hear some of my testimony in this. You'll hear some of the things that our church did as I came and our family came into the church. Some of the things that were suggested to us to do, which was biblical counseling for our marriage. And so it's I hope this helps you. If you have your Bible, we'll be actually in Psalm 23, and then we'll also be in Joshua chapter 1. And so we'll go through this bit by bit, piece by piece through the scripture as well. So this is a teaching, just FYI. We will go verse by verse through the, the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 1. I think it's chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, if I remember right. But I hope that you enjoy this. So the beginning of it, again, is me sharing a little bit about my testimony, our family's testimony, and as we're coming into the church, and and just the reality of what people are dealing with, not only in the church, but also as they become new believers and come into the church, and how does a church disciple within that. And so that's what these teachings are. I hope that you enjoy them. This is the first half of this four-part study. We're from a, a small church plan here at Calvary Chapel Divine. How many of y'all saw the movie Jesus Revolution? Okay, that's Calvary Chapel. Okay, that's the movement that came out of that. So I, my pastor, Pastor Joe Marquez, is actually out of San Antonio. And he came out of Pastor Skip's church, who came out of Pastor Chuck's church. And so we simply just teach the Word of God verse by verse. 
I have been blessed to be part of the extended family here at First Baptist Divine. And what I mean by that is we have always been welcomed and loved on. And and that starts with your senior pastor, Dan Newberg. Y'all are very blessed to have him, as well as Johnny and Carlos. We, you know, for us, is we, we planted in the middle of COVID, which, why not, right? And so I, when they asked me to do this, I was blessed to be able to teach last year. I was really happy I, I got to teach before Dr. Spivey because I would have been really not ready to teach after Dr. Spivey because he could teach. He is a, truly a man of God and great wisdom that he imparts as well. Y'all are very blessed. And, and I have been humbled to be able to come back and teach again. If you're expecting, I'm going to give you a little disclaimer. Because we have problems in the church with certain things. Now, when it comes to medication, when it comes to psychiatrists or psychologists, you cannot put your conviction on somebody else if that's something that you can't do. Like, I, I can't take, like, if I have a conviction for medicine, I can't put that conviction on somebody else not to take it. And I've seen it done from the pulpit. And it's, that's not right. And if you don't understand what that example is, just simply think about not to be drunk with what wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. I have a conviction of alcohol, big time. I grew up with a bunch of alcoholics. My grandfather, my father, my uncles, if they weren't addicted to alcohol, they were addicted to cocaine and other drugs. So I, I don't drink. I've never drunk in my life. But if we were to sit at Black Creek, I give my stake, no conviction there, hopefully, right? And you decide to get a glass of wine. I can't tell you, wait a minute, you can't have that in front of me. I can't put my conviction on you. Okay, that's what God has given me. So when we talk about these things today, it's very important that we understand, like, I am not going to tell you. I'm The, the thing I'm trying to do with discipleship is how do you disciple those that are coming in with emotional health issues. And and how do you do that? That's really all we can do. I, I mean, at the end of the day, there are going to be, and I would pray, I would pray that if you believe you're in over your head, you are. And you need to raise a white flag, and that's what your pastoral staff is for. And if they believe that it's over their head, that's why we have Stitch and we have those things, I think Max Licato is another wonderful resource that we have. They have free biblical counseling as well. Sometimes we have to send families out. We're a small church, so we have to depend on these things because we can't, we can't do in, intensive counseling. And so those things are, 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 you know, one of the things I believe sometimes Christians believe that they have to fix the person. That's a huge problem. So let's pray, and and we'll go ahead and get started. Father God, we thank you so much for today. We ask that you be with us as we dive into emotional health and, and realistically, how do we disciple those that are coming into the church that may be dealing with this, or or maybe it's even somebody in the church that, you know, that, that has been overwhelmed by panic attacks or by anxiety. We have seen it just in 2020, just how that, how quickly 
many were struggling with these things. Lord, I pray. I pray for this church. I pray, Lord, that you would just continue to bring blessings for the church, the congregation. I ask, Lord, that you give, continue. This is your church. And I, I just pray. I thank you for the Equip Conference. It's I've, This is my third year being able to attend, and I've always been blessed and learned. Every time I come, it's it's just getting more tools that we can use in our in our toolbox, Lord, to to see you be glorified. Father God, I thank you so much for each person here. I pray for them. I ask that you be with them. Realistically, all we can do is is spiritually counsel through the Word of God. It's God's Word that transforms life, not us. And I pray that that we would remember that. We thank you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So part of the reason I was asked to do this is I, I am a combat veteran. And and so through that, I I spent nine years in the army till I destroyed my left ankle and could have no other experimental surgeries, as the army would say. And spent some time in Iraq, lost two friends there. And I can tell you everything not to do because I didn't know Christ. So I didn't come to faith till I was 39 years old. I had no, my grandmother, grandfather never went to church, never talked about God, ever. Mom and dad divorced when we were six. And then my dad left on a Friday night. My, my new stepfather walked in the house when I woke up Saturday morning. Here he was in him in his shorts with no shirt on. And my mom decided that the best thing for her to do was to, we talk about idols, she, she made that man into an idol. And, and so she went from a, you know, an alcoholic to a drug addict. So I have dealt with sexual abuse and physical abuse. And I have five kids. My wife, Teresa, is right there. She'll wave her hand up. She, she's very shy. She don't like attention at all. When we came into the church, it was because we were, she had had enough of Mike. We were separated. So she decided to go to church with her sister, and I decided to follow. And I didn't go for God. I went because I knew if I went, she would come back. And so I went to church for that reason. She came back. This happened over Thanksgiving through Christmas. She came back. By January 2nd, she was gone again. She left. She had got fed up with me again. And I knew at this point, this was Mike. Mike could fix everything. Mike was always trying to fix everything. I never depended on anybody but Mike. But Mike couldn't fix this. She was smart enough to leave me with my five kids. You laugh, but the reality was I would have left. And she, I don't know if that's what God, I don't know, but I would have been gone. I would have taken off and not looked back. The reality of that is, is that, that through that, I went back to church and somebody, either Louis Delgado, I can't remember. It was either Louis or Pastor Louis or Pastor Joe. Somebody had shared with me, you need to watch this movie, Fireproof. And, and I knew who Kirk Cameron was. I was like, I used to watch Growing Pains as a kid. I know that guy. So I can, I can watch this, right? I can, I got this, you know, this should be fun. That movie broke my heart. 
my five-year-old Matthew now, who's 21, he started teaching at age 16. He started doing the youth retreats. That five-year-old, the only thing I can remember is that was about the same age I was when my mom and dad divorced, and I did not want them to go through what I went through. And some of y'all have been through divorce, or some of y'all understand what that is, and you understand the pull and the strain, and the, it doesn't matter what age it is. Doesn't matter the age. Your kids can be 20. You'd be like, oh, they'll get over it. No. It still creates a divide. And so that night on January 11th, 2009, I gave my life to Christ. It wasn't the war that brought me to God. It wasn't the illness that I got when I was 28 that brought me to God. God used the one thing that from my childhood, the Holy Spirit convicted me and God saved me. When we think about emotional health, I think one of the things I love is Dan had shared in Psalm 23. And I'll just read the whole Psalm again for us because I think it's important for us to get this. When you're discipling somebody, the first thing that has to happen is in verse one, the Lord is my shepherd. They need to know that, right? You need to believe that. And I will tell you this, and I mean this, as a pastor, if you are not walking with God, I better go ahead and tell you this disclaimer. I get a little passionate when I teach, okay? I'm sorry. If you are not walking with God, do not disciple anybody, okay? I'm serious. If you're not spending time in God's word, if you're not spending time in his presence and meditating on his word and praying and serving, stop. Don't do it. You're just going to create a bigger mess in the church that we already have. See, when we look at this, it says the Lord is my shepherd. He has to become my shepherd personally. I will not be in need. He will. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. He guides my path, paths of righteousness for his, his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they will comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surly, certainly goodness and faithfulness will follow me all the days of my life, and my dwelling will be in the house of the Lord forever. Pastor Chuck used to have a guy by the name of Pastor Romaine. Pastor Romaine never wanted to be a lead pastor. He was always Chuck's number two. He was known as the bulldog. When you would go to counseling with Pastor Romaine, Pastor Romaine would ask you one basic question. Are you reading the word of God? This is how the counseling session would begin. <coughs> person would normally say no. He'd say, okay. Are reading this? Come back. They come back the next week. Are you reading the Word of God? No. You need to go back and read the Word of God. They would never get to the point where they would share their feelings and all this stuff because we can't disciple somebody if they're not going to be in the Word of God. They have to be in God's Word because it's God's Word that transforms them. 
it's I, I understand we have emotions and feelings, but I have said this and I will keep saying this. Feelings is the F word in the church. You don't live your life in Christ based on your feelings. You do it out of obedience. We do it out of obedience. And so step one for anybody, whenever you're discipling anybody, is you have to get them into the presence of God, draw them into the presence of God to be in the word of God. Now, there will be those circumstances, and there are very few in between where the person cannot be in God's word because their emotional state is that bad. And you have to walk them through that. But eventually, when you get to the point where you can talk with them and have to get them into God's presence and into the Word of God, we, when we look at that verse in verse 4, there's not a person in this room that has not been through the valley of the shadow of death. In our little church, we lost two people in less than six weeks, five to six weeks. Tony, one of our leaders of the church, 49 years old, went to work, dropped dead on a Monday. Bob, we knew, Robert, we knew was going to, he had pancreatic cancer and he died a couple of weeks later. See, the thing with the valley of the shadow of death, it tells you that you're going to get to the valley of the, 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 the valley of the shadow of death, but it may be heaven is on the other side of it. And we're walking a little church through hurt and affliction. And it's important for us to understand as we are, we have widows that are hurting. That, that every person goes through that type of pain in their own way, the mourning process. And old Christians, will throw, they'll throw that scriptures out there. It hadn't even been a week or a day. And they're like, oh, it'll, God will work it out for his good. And it's like, you just want to, like, what are, you, what are you doing? That person's hurting. They just lost their husband. Yes, that will happen, but it's going to take time for them to actually grasp, you know, to grasp that scripture. For you are with me. That is one of the things that, that, that we need to make sure that we share with those that are walking, that are walking with the Lord is that, that they know that they are not, they will not be, let me get this thing working here. And I knew that thing was upside down. Look at me. The important thing is, is, is to, to understand that there are going to be people that are going to be struggling when they come into the church. When our family came into the church, okay, it's a, we're a big family. And our church is about the size of First Baptist Church Divine. It's about that size, about the number of people. Now, we're a family of five kids and broken marriage. And here we come into the church. We come into a church with a teenager who's tried to kill himself, a daughter who's tried to kill herself, and here we come into the church. And we need discipleship. We need somebody to actually come and walk life with us because that's what discipleship is, and discipleship is messy. And this is where the church has stumbled. I want to make sure you catch this. There was a Barner survey that was done recently only 5% of the church today is being discipled. That's the problem with the church. That's why the church is not reaching the community at all. Because you're staying within the walls of the church. Now, I'm not saying that's happening here. I'm talking about the Western church, okay? The Western church. 
56% of all Christians believe their faith is private. Private. How do we share the gospel? How do we disciple people? We're missing the command that was given to us. This is something that, that, that Jesus had commanded us to do is to go and, and share the gospel, make disciples, and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But your faith is private. You don't tell nobody about Jesus. I'm discipled by somebody, and I disciple others. That's how the, this works. When, as a pastor, when that pain happened, I called my pastor. My pastor, man, he's like a wall sometimes. I love him, but sometimes he's like, "Get you need to toughen up. And I'm telling him, man, I'm, I, I'm hurting, man. Tony was one of my leaders. And he's like, hey, people die in the church. It's not what I needed to hear. You know who comforted me? Your pastor, Pastor Dan Newberg and Carlos. I called them. I said, hey, do you got five minutes? They opened their doors and I came in. I cried like a baby. I was hurting. That's discipleship. They prayed for me. They gave me words of comfort from the Bible. And then I was able to go comfort the church because I can't be a bumbling, crying baby when I'm trying to, to be there for the church. See, even pastors need it. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 